Hello, 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 everyone. You're now tuned into Unorthodox Rail. And today I have my bestie here. Okay. <laughs> Please introduce yourself. Yo, yo, yo. It's Mo Grow, Monica Howard. You know, I'm in here, religious best friend. I'm so happy. But <laughs> it's been a long time coming. But y'all, this is going to be a little different episode because I want y'all to just like hear us talk in the sense that like me and Monica we've been through a lot together <laughs> since high school so we're just gonna have talks about how we've grown basically mm-hmm. from the time that we've known each other since what 13 to now we're like Man. crazy insane yeah. but first oh wait go 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 no no you're fine you're fine go ahead all right okay so but first <laughs> I'm gonna start with my usual rapid fire question so what is one thing you would put on your bucket list right now oh on my bucket list right now okay one thing I love about bucket list is it's there so it's like you're aware that you want to do this but you don't have to do it right away Mm -hmm. I want to go skydiving okay but I want to have it where okay someone knows I want to do it so I don't have to plan it because if I plan it, I'm not jumping out of the airplane. Oh. But I'm yeah. So if anybody wants to surprise Monica and you're listening, she wants to go skydiving, <laughs> but she doesn't want you. To, she doesn't want to know that you're taking her. No, because so. I'm not gonna jump. <laughs> <laughs> so are you a morning or a night person? I already know this answer, but 100% morning person. Yes. Um, it's it's not my speed to wake up late like I feel so unproductive if I'm still in bed by 9 a.m like yeah it's really bad morning I feel that what is one thing that annoys you the most hmm okay I have one thing that really annoys me a when someone is like I'm talking to someone or having a conversation and they're not listening and then they're follow up with wait what did you say huh and it's like, dude, if you put your phone down and you pay your attention, I wouldn't have to repeat myself right now. So listen, I'm one of those people that if you're talking to me, I'm going to definitely pay attention to what you're saying. I just yeah. want to tone you out. That's, that's real. <laughs> what is your favorite <laughs> hobby? Hmm. My favorite hobby would definitely be experiencing just outside no matter what if I'm mm-hmm. going outside like walking around mm-hmm. if I got a good book on my hand anything mm-hmm. like that I just really like to enjoy the environment that's mm-hmm. my thing like I have to enjoy just the sun and what's going on throughout the day and not be cooped up in my house yeah we need that right now with, <laughs> with what's been going on for the past year yeah, so what is that. your lifelong dream Hmm. That's a. I feel like that's gonna be for me at least. That's gonna be like a layered question because I feel like I'm always dreaming, like constantly. There's not a moment where I think, okay, because a. I feel like dreaming is a state of just realizing, like, okay, this is what I want. Mm-hmm. But there's not many things in my life that I thought about and dreamed about that I don't have currently, you know, yeah. like, so things that I'm always just like, oh, I want to do this, I'm going to do it. So dreaming is just a constant thing for me. I don't mm-hmm. think there's anything in my life where I'm like, I, I dream of something I'm like, oh, that's not possible, because mm-hmm. then it's not a dream, you know? Yeah. So 
lifelong dream is definitely like just I don't know it's a constant thing for me just dreaming about like where I want to be in life but of Mm -hmm. course that's always changing yeah what I want to do that's Mm -hmm. always changing so I feel like it's just a constant thing for me just to be dreaming that's That's a good answer we're gonna come back to the dreaming thing later on in the podcast (laughs) but what is a new technology that you feel like will transform the future new technology I feel like this is not my bag to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in my head right now like hold on what new technology bro when's the last time I even paid attention to what's going on in the tech world or like anything that's like you know advancing for mm-hmm. real for real um okay this might be really really like far left field but I'm gonna say it mm-hmm. So um, some people may know, a lot of people probably don't know, I'm in the veterinary medicine field. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that is we really push for is microchipping your animals. Oh, it sounds really crazy, Mm -hmm. but it's not microchipping to the point where like, okay, I can pull up a GPS like of my pet and know where they're exactly at. Mm -hmm. It's more so if my pet was to run out the door or get lost somehow, um, I'm able to like any vet facility that finds this animal, any person that finds it, they can take it to one of these designated spots and you scan it and you're mm-hmm. able to trace it back to your phone number and whatnot. Oh. Recently, there's this thing now that we can now monitor their temperatures. And it's so cool because like the animals will come in and we will scan their bodies and it tells the temperature of their body. And I'm like, well, what? So, <laughs> what? <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is why people think when they're going to get that vaccine as a microchip, because they're doing it to the animals. <laughs> but y'all, disclaimer but that so is not cool. happening. Disclaimer that is not happening. Yeah, I'm in no. public health. Fake news. Fake news. <laughs> But yeah, I, I just think that's so cool. Like if they can monitor the temperature of an animal just through like the needle is about, it's not that long. Um, and also the chip is smaller than like a penny. You can oh. feel it, but um, the fact that we're just able to scan and you can tell the temperature of the body, I know it's going to keep evolving to something different. Wow. And we're going to be able to monitor different things of an animal's body, like decomposing in certain areas. Like, okay, do we have early liver disease? Um, is this animal infected with this type of thing? Mm-hmm. So that's one of the things I think is going to be like technology. I feel like that falls in the category of technology a little bit. But yeah, yeah. it does. Wow, <laughs> that's that's honestly cool. Hopefully, it does advance <laughs> into further things, though. Okay, so yeah. the last rapid fire question is: What is your favorite song right now? favorite song I'm trying to think of something that I probably will play every time I get in the car Mm -hmm. I gotta look at my playlist hold on (laughs) like two seconds um What is this? Oh, okay. Definitely Sir. I listen to a lot of Sir. Oh. A lot of Sir. Um, what's the name of this one song, though? I'm trying to find it. John Redcorn. 
That's, by who? Um, by Sir. Oh, I need yeah. to. I need to get hip to Sir. I haven't really listened to his music for. Real. I only I'm, listen to the yeah. features. It's fire. Like that's honestly one of the people when I'm getting home from work in the morning. It just fits when I'm showering. Whenever like mm-hmm. I'm in a mood to really like try to decompress, mm-hmm. I put on his music and. It's the type of music where the actual beats are very just mellow, but at the mm. same time, it's very like you're noticing it, but his yeah. voice just flows perfectly. He always comes in, like his intros, like the first couple of words he says is always something that's so profound. Like, oh, wow. this is like profound in a way, like that's very like, well, hold on, he just said that. Yeah. Like, like, can I cuss on here? Can I say the N word? <laughs> <laughs> the N word. Okay. And then. <laughs> but um, there's this one song. I'm, of course, I'm blanking on what it is that he says right now. So yeah. he says, like, tell me who's that N word if it ain't me. And I'm oh. like, my mind was like, okay. That <laughs> okay. Mom. Energy. Right, but, energy, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's just little things like that that he just he'll throw in, and it always catches you so off guard because it's such an R and B, just flowy type mm-hmm. songs that he releases. So yeah, that's my favorite song right now. Sorry. I need to get hip. I need to get hip. I will. So let's get into the quote unquote meat and potatoes of the podcast. So the podcast is called Unorthodox Real, and the question I literally ask every single person <laughs> is, "What makes you unorthodox?" So Monica, what makes you unorthodox? Which is such an easy answer for you. <laughs> is it? Is, is it? it? Yes. <laughs> I feel like what makes me unorthodox is the fact that I'm literally living the life that like I truly want to live you know I mm. feel like that's such a cliche the thing to say but at the same time it's, it's not cliche nobody else has said that <laughs> 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 it's so true though because it's like at this point um I I it always scared me to have these these different avenues these things I enjoyed in life mm-hmm. and feeling like everything had to be done a certain way mm-hmm. and um always scared me to feel like I couldn't merge my yeah. interests or my gifts or things mm-hmm. I love to do so that's what makes me unorthodox is being able just to be okay with the process of learning who I am, um, being okay with the process of growing where I am mm. and knowing that no matter what, if I decide to do something, if I decide to switch paths or whatever I decide to do, it's always going to be in my mm. favor. So honestly, yeah. y'all, you guys are going to realize why I asked Monica to be on this podcast. So <laughs> I obviously her being my best friend, I've seen the trajectory from the past well oh my gosh it's been 10 years the past 10 years whoa the past it's 10 years. years the past 10 years okay so honestly Monica's story is truly very inspiring because she literally went after everything that she wanted to do so I want to start off from high school you graduating high school let's talk about it you graduated high school you're like okay what am I going to do with my life? What do I want to be? What do I want to do? Okay, let's start there. Start there. Okay. Ooh, okay. High school me. Um, 
I feel like in high school, the way I viewed it is, it was just another stepping stone. I never mm-hmm. put much of me into high school. I honestly took it as a joke, if we're being 100% mm-hmm. honest. It was just kind of one of those things, like I showed up, did my work, showed up, did whatever I had to do, but it mm-hmm. wasn't something that I'm like, I always knew high school was going to come to an end. Mm-hmm. You know how some people peak in high school and you're yeah. like, uh, what's going on like yeah. you know that type of thing like people put so much thought into high school and it's just mm-hmm. like bro this is just a small chapter in your life this yeah. is really nothing compared to the real world mm-hmm. so me in high school I felt like I was just going through the motions it was really easy just to step back blend in with the crowd not mm-hmm. really have to do much and plus yeah. I like in high school I came I I come from a very like sheltered lifestyle too yeah. so it wasn't like I didn't get a true oh my gosh in high school I used to do this this and this and this and this you yeah. know it wasn't like that for me so <laughs> um high school was just you know high school um and then plus once we hit our senior year you know looking yeah. for colleges mm-hmm. and doing that thing I felt like I chose like the colleges I applied to and the college I decided to go to Grand Valley was just out of routine knowing yeah. like okay I want to get out the house. Mm. I don't want to be here. This type of thing is whatever. I just viewed it like, bro, this is this is what I'm supposed to do next after high school. Mm-hmm. What else I'm going to do? That type of thing. I yeah. really didn't consider much of mm-hmm. my thought process into that. And um, so I was a 100% a different Monica, like during yeah. that time, of course, you know, like. Let's talk about your um, interests during that time. So. Hmm. Interests were, I feel like yeah 100% still dance and still veterinary medicine you know yeah that was kind of interesting I actually was thinking about that not too long ago you know Hosa yeah um oh yeah we did the no. competition I forgot and we placed <laughs> and we placed <laughs> what that like, was actually top three, like, yeah not putting I didn't bro zero Hosa, effort like Number one, I went, how many people was in the veterinary medicine field? And I was the only person from Farmington High School, from Farmington Public Schools. Oh, yeah, yeah, That even did veterinary medicine. Yeah. And I remember, what what district was that that we went to? Was that, it was like Lakeland? Was that Lakeland? Something. Wild like Lake that. or something. It was somewhere over there. Yeah, yeah. And I remember, um, it was, a, it had to be a good 40, 30 to 40 kids in that yeah. arena and I'm like hold on y'all take this serious I'm just over here because <laughs> I'm here so I won't get fined <laughs> wait I'm gonna I'm put like, I, I still have that picture that we took that day I'm gonna put that as promo for the podcast <laughs> I still have that picture why oh my gosh yo so that was just crazy to me because like I said it was just veterinary medicine I love animals like mm-hmm. I truly have a passion that's why I'm still doing it today yeah. like you know that's something that I truly love mm-hmm. and I remember just showing up and I'm like oh wow people actually are really invested in this and mm-hmm. I studied the night before yeah. <laughs> like and that was it that's pretty much it so um I feel like from high school even with dance dance was my life back in high school mm-hmm. um I literally I feel like that was a nice outlet of being able to be an artist, be a creative where I can actually, I was so thankful for Ms. Poli mm-hmm. giving us the space to truly 
um and she nurtured us truly nurtured us in the sense of being like a choreographer of being a dancer knowing what it takes and she really taught me how to take care of my body so that was a great outlet too so I feel like I had the same interest Mm -hmm. in high school Mm -hmm. like versus now you know which is kind of interesting you know so okay high school we're getting into college so Mm -hmm. how are you feeling in college did you still keep the same interests and this is you at Grand Valley okay right right um at Grand Valley I was so I was on the veterinary um track I was Mm -hmm. actually pre-vet with a um my major was in neuroscience Mm -hmm. actually um and I was so I'm I love learning I Mm -hmm. love um just higher knowledge in general um just being in that that space um so it wasn't I don't want to say it wasn't like difficult but at the same time I wasn't focused yeah at all at all and it was more so because like no one knows this is my first time I'm actually about to say this like I remember going to Grand Valley my first year in college and I didn't even show up to on college campus with a backpack like <laughs> she was there for the vibes just the vibes <laughs> only oh listen I was the person that low-key would have showed up without a pencil you know those people yeah, like yeah. in high school that you're <laughs> so I just remember like and that just shows you I say that to say like I, my head was not in it like yeah. I simply I remember as a kid my mom was always like um college 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 like that was the biggest thing but to me I didn't realize the importance I had no like you know how people say um the like being knowing where you're gonna go is more important than your speed and I had no idea where I was going I was still in that budding I was 17 Mm -hmm. 18 years old when I left for college so I didn't have that mentality to be like okay bro you're here to get your degree and to get out Mm -hmm. I was there just I'm out the house I'm trying to I'm learning myself I don't Mm -hmm. know what I like I don't know if I'm a morning person I don't know if I'm an evening person I don't know what I like to eat Mm -hmm. you know all those different things so it really it was like a it was just a shock more so Mm -hmm. and also having so much power at that age of okay I don't want to get up and go to class I'm not getting up and going to class okay I got I got friends who want to do this. Okay, I'm about to go do this, you know, yeah. and I'll worry about it later, you know? So in college, like I was, I was doing what I had to do to get by, but my heart wasn't in it. So yeah. that's how I was at Grand Valley. I was just doing things because I could do it. And mm-hmm. that's, and that's how it was. So. Yeah, I definitely remember this time. I remember Grand Valley Monica <laughs> vividly. Okay, now yeah. what happens after that? Because you don't stay at Grand Valley. No, so after Grand Valley, um, which is crazy, um, I'm th- I guess is I'm just having the urge to just share things I probably have never shared with people mm-hmm. who aren't like, you know, close to me. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> I remember one of the biggest things, I'm a very vivid dreamer. Mm-hmm. Um, like I probably remember, I probably dream every night mm-hmm. and I remember all my dreams because they're always so profound. Yeah. And there was a dream that I had when my mom was like, Monica, like the thing, you got to thank God for moms. You have to yeah. thank God for moms <laughs> because 
um, my mom was just, she always knows like when I was feeling down, she always knew when I was just having these moments of just mm-hmm. not reaching my full potential. Mm-hmm. And I remember she reached out to me and she was like, Monica, it's time to come home. Like just simply like that, mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm coming to get you. I don't care what's going on. You're coming home. And of course I'm like, I'm grown. Yeah. Hey. I <laughs> like, what the heck? You're not about to, you're not coming about to come home. What's wrong mm-hmm. with you? And I remember she just laughed. I was like, bro, she takes me as a joke. Like, she really takes me <laughs> as a joke. <laughs> and um, I remember, like, it was sometime during that week that I had this dream. And um, I was in the car with all my friends. And we're having, laughing, good time, music, whatever. And you know how when a dream starts getting like bad and it's like the vibe just changes, it's like really moody gets dark. Mm -hmm. And I remember seeing like trees just starting Mm -hmm. to fall and the car starts swerving. And then I finally like focus my eyes. I'm in the backseat. I finally focus my eyes and I look in the front seat and nobody's driving. Mm -hmm. And I look to the, off to the side and there's like this energy, like there's just this figure. You just, you know how like you're in a dark hallway, you can feel something behind you. Mm -hmm. So that's in the passenger seat. And the next mm-hmm. thing you know, everyone turns to me in the car and I just keep hearing yelling like, why aren't you driving? Why the heck aren't you driving? Mm-hmm. And I woke up, I'm like, bro, that was a crazy dream. And then I realized, <laughs> I'm like, bro, I'm not living my life like I'm the person that's living it. Like, yeah. I'm the main person that should be picking where I'm going. What am I doing? Why am I doing this? Like I should be more intentional what I was doing. And I remember just having that dream. And I'm like, of course, hindsight's always 2020, but it's just like at that time I was just looking, I'm like, bro, that was kind of a crazy dream. But it's true. But I don't want to address it because at the same time, like I'm still stuck in my ways on what I'm doing, what I'm doing, you know? So when I um I I left Grand Valley and it was a really dark space. That was one of the darkest times of my life, honestly. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm, I can go into detail about a lot of things that I went through there, but it was such a dark, evil place for me, um, mm-hmm. just because I allowed so many people around me that shouldn't have been around me. Mm-hmm. I allowed so many people in my space that just drained me. And also, I know I was draining to some people, you know, and I, that just takes that accountability of being yeah. like, I was hurting people, hurt people, hurt people. Yeah. And because I was hurting, I was hurting a lot of people who were around me and making decisions that just wasn't wasn't good pretty mm-hmm. much so I remember I came from um Grand Valley um I moved back home I registered at um a community college out there first semester mm-hmm. and then this is where things was like a little uh, um I was so hyper focused on getting out of a community college yeah. you know it's such a stigma around community colleges mm-hmm. and I was just so like bro why am I here I don't want to be here I want to go back to mm-hmm. university like mm-hmm. back to this again like I didn't know what I wanted to do I yeah. was simply just going through the motions mm-hmm. like I said my mom's in my ear college 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 finish college and I'm just like okay I guess I'm gonna just continue to take classes and be at home and chill mm-hmm. but I didn't I didn't know what I wanted to do so I was there for a semester finished um finished the semester there was just going through the motions wasn't really excited nothing really profound happened there at all nothing that could come to my mind right now Mm -hmm. you know oh I was still very artsy um I was dancing at Grand Valley um I actually like was the choreographer for one of these plays at OCC how did Mm -hmm. I get that opportunity (laughs) I don't know (laughs) it just seems like that it's just like I was just 
I was just doing things because like I truly enjoyed it and I just mm-hmm. talked to the right people yeah. and um, it just put me in a great position so um then from there I decided I'm like okay I want to be a dance major so I next semester I went to Madonna mm-hmm. and then back again um back in the university lifestyle Madonna I don't know how it is right now but the time that I was there it was very it was an emerging school um especially coming from a university like Grand Valley to coming out to um, Madonna University that's in Livonia yeah um I'm pretty sure you can guess (laughs) (laughs) the type of people that's there like they're very in a box yeah it's very like I'm staying here like they're very much okay I go to school here and I'm staying in this area yeah um dreams are just here in metro detroit yeah that's truly it that's it (laughs) that's it literally literally and that's that's okay that's how they want to live their life and i remember um there was this one guy that i was really cool with and it was so weird because i was really focused i'm like okay i'm gonna stay at madonna Mm -hmm. i don't care i don't really like it here but i'm gonna stay here because i need to finish my degree and he said to me one day he was like you're not going to be here. You don't, you don't seem like you belong here. And I'm like, what you mean? <laughs> don't say that to me. Yeah. Like, you know, I hate, like, I feel like, but that's those moments. Like when people say things like that, he had no idea who I was. He yeah. Anything about me, but it's always the moments like that. When people say things to you that like a light bulb goes off in your head yeah. or it's like a sweetest planted mm-hmm. that it's like, wait, you might be right that yeah. I shouldn't be here. And literally that, um, when he said that the following year I ended up moving to Chicago yeah. so it's like it's just, man it's oh. hilarious life be doing that okay so now you're doing the whole moving to Chicago thing so let's talk about it okay guys <laughs> obviously I've known Monica for uh, how many times have I said it like since 10, for 10 years okay but the one thing Monica always says she wanted to do I don't move to Chicago I just love Chicago <laughs> guys I would I will be like randomly doing something and then all her story is her in Chicago. I said, girl, what are you doing there? She was like, I'm there, just there for church. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, all right, I guess that's what we do. I guess that's what we're doing now. But literally, the one thing this girl said she wanted mm-hmm. to do was to move to Chicago. She had no idea when it was going to happen. No. Didn't know what no. was going to bring her there, how she was mm-hmm. going to be there. Mm-mm. but it happened so let's get into that okay so what is your whole Chicago fantasy what's that about man you know I asked my okay let's let's start here first that's why I part, posted that Marshawn Lynch post on um, Mogra <laughs> that's literally me like I will we, I don't know if we can like I'm gonna have to post it one day when we post the actual podcast. Yes, yes, yes. It's that funny. But (laughs) my, I don't know, like, number one, with Chicago, my grandmother, she's from here. Mm -hmm. So my grandmother, she moved here when she was like, oh, guys, by here, she means Chicago. Right. Yeah, because people, (laughs) they're like, where's she she at? (laughs) Right. She moved to Chicago and she, I want to say she was probably eight years old around that time, Illinois in general, she was in Illinois. And um, as a kid throughout my teenage life, even younger than teenage, middle school even, 
um, I would be the only one that would, we would drive, we would either drive or we'd take the Amtrak to mm-hmm. Chicago. And she was the one that showed me around how to take the L train, mm-hmm. how to take the buses, how to take the Metro. And it's so cool now living here mm-hmm. and like I can see us like getting on the bus oh, to like downtown yeah. and mm-hmm. or like seeing the Chicago sign that's on State and Lake and being like I took a picture there when I was 10 years old so mm-hmm. happy to see the Chicago sign mm-hmm. you know and so I think it's more so like one of those things is that dreaming like I remember as a kid and even my grandmother would tell you like I always would say I'm going to move here and even like my cousins that like, I used to always say that I'm, I'm going to live here and mm-hmm. actually living here and being like this is somewhere I know I want to be it's just it's just a living testament like you can literally whatever you put your mind to you're gonna make it happen yeah and um Chicago I love how um because it's really easy like when you experience downtimes to feel like the world is just closing in on you yeah and one of my favorite things is to go to like a really high building even if it's in a parking garage mm-hmm. and just stand there and just look at everything because it just re- makes you just realize like your problems are so small and you it's literally a solution to everything mm-hmm. everything like no matter what it's going to hurt it's going to be really difficult to get through these hard times but there's always going to be something at the end of the tunnel that's like this is why I did it you yeah. know so it's a mixture of just that living fantasy of just knowing like okay whatever I put my mind to I can do it mm-hmm. and also just that childhood nurturing feeling to as yeah. well so I'll want to get into the you getting to Chicago because mm-hmm. I don't want it to seem like you just dreamt it and it just you just moved because that's, right, right, that's right. not just how it happens nah. so tell a story about nah. that so like you're thinking about moving and then mm-hmm. that story yeah so um well really urgent so back to this this leads from Madonna my like timeline from Madonna um long story short I ran out of like financial aid and mm-hmm. without like taking out the extra loans I'm, I'm a big person on I don't feel like if something's not serving me and I'm not feeling like it's a it's an asset or something that's like I really want to do I'm not yeah. gonna do it yeah so with school like I said I love learning I, I'm going to finish mm-hmm. my like a bachelor's degree but at the same time just the timing I'm in I believe school should work for you and yeah. it wasn't working for me and mm-hmm. instead of me digging myself in a deeper hole of taking out this loans and not really knowing okay I'm taking out this loan oh I have to repay this when I'm done you know that type of thing yeah. I was just like I found myself between like a rock and just like a hard place I really mm-hmm. didn't know what to do I really mm-hmm. like was just sitting there I was really down like crying because like I said I thought school was the end all be all yeah so um I remember I for Trident that's what I feel like that was probably like the catalyst yes yes um, yes yes Let's that was today. definitely <laughs> <laughs> that was <laughs> that was definitely the catalyst um of knowing like what I had in me I feel yeah. like everybody has their gifts and what they should be doing already in them mm-hmm. it just takes that refining it takes that going through certain situations to pull it out when yeah. you feel like you have nothing left this is what is going to get me through mm-hmm. and I remember I'm I'm very artistic I love dancing I love modeling I love art like so being a model just 
encompass all of that mm-hmm. and I um funny thing about Trident so if you don't know I'm on Trident's gum you'll probably find some random packages around I actually took that photo in my backyard in Farmington Hills bought the the backdrop off a random side I don't know anything about photography um to set it up in my backyard had my um one of my best friends treasure she did my makeup I did my hair Mm -hmm. and my aunt she took the pictures and I remember I was just editing the pictures because like she did a basic edit um, yeah. of just refining just some lighting things. And I remember taking the picture and going on PixArt. PixArt and this adding <laughs> like <laughs> little things to it, yeah. popping, playing with the contrast and just was like, wow. And even like my captions to the picture that I posted, it was just like, it was very like prophetic. I just said like the glow starts within or mm-hmm. like, um leveling up like just things like that that was like why the heck am I saying this right now when I'm feeling like my the worst like in my life I don't know what the heck I'm doing like none Mm -hmm. of that and um I remember like I got a trident like casting thing on my Instagram yeah now I'm gonna touch on this later with being a model that doesn't happen those like you coming in contact and having those opportunities with brands like that does not happen ever mm. and so I remember I just got the opportunity to submit submit the picture and boom there we go um and I first time seeing myself in stores first time seeing myself wait wait I want to say something okay y'all so I remember her telling me that she like signed up for this and then her texting me that she won but then it was like but you can't tell anybody until the gum release <laughs> I literally sat there I think I had this this back in me for months for months okay next thing you know I get a picture like look it came I was like Damn, <laughs> I will never forget this I think this was summer of 2019 yeah yeah summer of 2019 I remember yeah. I was it was fourth of July I remember because we hung out on fourth Crazy. of July of 2019 mm-hmm. I do remember this and I go to Very Kroger good. And I said, that's Monica. <laughs> I said, that's Monica. So, you know, I had to, I had to cop a couple for the fam. You know, everybody had their <laughs> Monica gum. <laughs> that's, Every, what, that's what it was going by. It's the it's Monica, Monica gum. And I was literally posting, like, if you ain't got this, what do you have? If you're not chewing the Monica gum, what do you have? In an experiment? Who don't like spearmint? Who don't like spearmint? And I feel like it was on the shelves for a very long time. I'm mad that I have no more packs. I Man, honestly should have saved some. You know, it's got to be somewhere around here. I definitely, I know I have at least a pack or two. Because I still find it, like, randomly. Oh, really? And it's, it's always been, yeah, it's always in moments where I'm just like, what the heck is this still on shelves? Because it was only supposed to be for the summer, but it yeah. went. It went for, for a very a long, long time. I do remember Yeah. That. And that was just crazy to even see. It wasn't just the U.S. base. Like, people were mm-hmm. sending me it in Italy. Like <laughs> That's insane. Australia. Like, excuse me? <laughs> like, my face? Hold on. But that's it was just crazy. insane. But yes, um, to go back to what you were saying. Okay. Oh, yeah. The trident. So, yeah, that was really, yeah. that, that was the catalyst. That mm-hmm. was like, okay, I can really do this. Like, mm-hmm. and really put my all into it and mm-hmm. it can be a nice field for me to be in and mm-hmm. make sure ends are met you yeah. know so um I 
that was that and that honestly set me up with my agency yeah um that I'm signed with now so I'm signed to 10 management love them um one of the top agencies in Chicago and they're a talent agency as well Mm -hmm. but we so I had an um interview with them literally probably um I want to say it was September like a intro interview to see if I would be a perfect fit Mm -hmm. for them I drove four hours to Chicago for a 10 minute meeting I remember this (laughs) I remember this (laughs) and I remember just thinking it was a mixture I don't know if I was hangry or what but I remember leaving it was such a short meeting and I remember leaving feeling like wow I really just drove here for it to be very boop 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 like and that's it it wasn't I didn't know what would happen it wasn't a definite yes it mm-hmm. was like I I had no idea if mm-hmm. they were even going to want me and if once you get to like know more models a lot of them like you get a lot of no's a mm-hmm. lot of no's yeah. and for me to even be in a position where I'm at where I'm signed to them is it's amazing like it's only God that I'm like Honestly. you know in this- I want to touch on how much Monica actually walks on faith. Like, (laughs) I'm personally, for me, I think I walk on faith, but Monica does. Like, driving four hours away for, uh, I don't know if I'm going to get this, but we're just going to do this thing. And if if it's in my cars, it's going to happen. If it's not, then we on to the next. But I truly admire how you... literally walk on faith and it always works out and I think it's knowing that you do things when it could be fear inducing yes because Mm -hmm. just thinking about I don't know where my life is gonna be but I have this dream I want to follow this dream and I'm gonna do whatever it takes to follow this dream and you (laughs) you having to basically drive eight hours just to be somewhere for 10 minutes and the thing is, even like after that 10 minute and that drive back, I didn't hear from them for another two, three weeks. I remember like, that. <laughs> so I was just really just like, what? Is this normal? Like, yeah. It was crazy. Honestly, but-, but it's so amazing to see the trajectory and how you literally had this dream and now you're living it. And Man. So let's get into what you do in Chicago and how you kind of started a brand for yourself with like MoGro and everything. I don't think, did that start when you got there or you kind of like? So the thing is with MoGro, um, it started, I had the page for a very long time. Yeah, you did. And I never, no one knew. Like it was one of those pages where I, which I still do in a sense. Um, we were actually we were touching on this before we started recording mm-hmm. of how um, it's more like a blog. Like I yeah. use it more as documentation mm-hmm. of what is going, like what's going on. And that's why my name fits so perfectly with MoGro is that like, it's a constant evolving state of myself where people mm-hmm. are able to scroll down to the bottom of my page and you're going to yep. see some type of shift. You're going to mm-hmm. see, and it's, and okay, this is from my eyes looking at it. But if you were to really take the time to look at my page, you're going to be like, wow, okay, you can tell the layers and the next step of like what happened. And when I started doing different things, and mm-hmm. when I started truly like stepping into my true self. Mm-hmm. And what I love about Mogro in general is that 
it allows me to have that space to be okay and grow. Like yeah. that's simply put like who you're seeing and listening to right now is not the same person you're going to hear like a year from now or yeah. even a couple of months from now. Cause I'm always pushing forward, yeah. like always. So, but yeah, um, right now. So in Chicago, what I'm doing is literally, um, I'm still in a veterinary field. So I work at a busy, huge hospital in mm-hmm. Chicago as a veterinary assistant. Um, that's one thing that I feel like I'm a type of person where if I'm not doing something, I feel lazy. Yeah. So I knew when I moved out here that I couldn't just wait for jobs to come or yeah. I couldn't just wait for my agency to call me up like, hey, mm-hmm. you got to cast and go to this. Mm-hmm. And then also what I realized with COVID, like I moved here at the height of COVID, like yeah. when we had no idea that things were about to be shut down like it was. Mm-hmm. So I'm experiencing Chicago from a different lens of what I oh, thought yeah. it was going to be from in my head. Um, mm-hmm. I'm thinking, you know, <laughs> when you think of Chicago, it's bustling. People are here. People are there. Yeah. Like I walked events, across events, Michigan events, Avenue. Yeah. I'm thinking I'm about to go to concerts. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this you know, yeah. no, 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 no. I walked across Michigan Avenue, like bustling part. Like that's really the touristy spot where everything. Yeah. And I didn't have to look both ways. And that's when I know I'm like, okay <laughs> where the heck do I live yeah. and what is going on yeah but I've been thankful because I'm like a lot of people a lot COVID has shifted and changed a lot of people's lives mm-hmm. and mine included you know but um so with my job at the Ben Air Hospital it's just shown me I meet so many different type of people so many people from mm-hmm. different backgrounds a lot of people who come from like different stories in their life chasing yeah. dreams some people, you know, um, the thing that I realized is some people, they really, it, when things start getting hard or you just become comfortable when things are just like, yeah. okay, I'm making good money. This is different from where I came from, my hometown. I'm comfortable now. I don't have to keep pushing for what I did. I, mm-hmm. I moved to Chicago. Boom, I'm done, you know? Mm-hmm. But um, I love having the job of the veterinary medicine and knowing that it's a, it's a medical field. So it's a constant state of evolving. And, yeah. I can do so much with it. Mm-hmm. And then also pairing it with my modeling career, yeah. knowing that, okay, this is going to help me make ends meet. Mm-hmm. Um, I can still further my knowledge in this area, but at the yeah. same time, this is my mind off of this job or, oh my gosh, did I look stupid while I was walking? Or, yeah. oh my gosh, I look stupid when I took the pictures today. You know, mm-hmm. it keeps my mind off of that, but it also just creates a nice balance. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's pretty much what's going on out here. <laughs> I love that honestly she's thriving in Chicago well she knew she was gonna be thriving but she's thriving so I want to get into like more of you well I already know who you are but they don't (laughs) the people listening so I if y'all don't know Monica like she's very intuitive I think that's the word she likes reading she actually enjoys reading she's the one who got me into journaling low-key I think I think that was Monica who got me into journaling because I remember remember when we were were younger she would like read me her like journals and stuff and I was like wow (laughs) she just keeps all these books and And I was like I'm gonna start doing that and then I'll never forget y'all in high school we shared do you remember this we shared a (laughs) journal yes 
<laughs> Sorry if you're listening and that was loud, y'all. We shared a joint journal, okay? <laughs> I still have it back at home, I think. Yeah, I still have it oh back at home. We shared a joint journal, okay? So it would be one day I would write in it, and then the next day at school I'd give it to Monica and she'll write, and we'll do the switch off. I think it lasted for a few months. It lasted. It, it really lasted. Did. I don't. It I don't lasted. know how we did that. We were. <laughs> we were so. And it was. It was songs. Remember, we would even text. We'd be like, "Okay, let's dissect this song today." Because really, you're so into music. Like you're literally the person that has made me pay attention to music a lot. Because we would listen to songs. You're like, "Okay, what do we think this one is saying?" Like without oh him my. saying, "Okay, it's about a girl," but what is he talking about deeper? <laughs> No, literally, I would never forget. Y'all, sorry, this is like us in our state, okay? But yeah. I I remember, this is very random, but Monica put me on to SZA. So the thing is, I would dissect the music, but Monica would be putting me on to these people on SoundCloud. And I remember <laughs> she put me on to the, SZA, the first SZA album. And I was yes. like, oh, who is this? And I remember yes. she came over one time and we were just in the backyard and we were just listening what album was that i think it was s right or z it was the one that is s or z something like that it's the one with the green background with the jewels yeah 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 it had like some song like bed some it was very it was like four songs maybe four or five songs yeah at that time we were very much obsessed with tde but like sizzle was (laughs) sizzle was the one and i remember monica put me on a bryson tiller Yo, <laughs> this was back in the SoundCloud days, y'all. We was really on Man, SoundCloud. Party next door. Party like, next door. That's really. <laughs> we was really on parties SoundCloud. This is literally how we bonded. Okay, but yes, yes we literally used to have a shared journal. Monica was the mm-hmm. one who got me into journaling, and I want to say we journaled for a, a few months. But I, I wish I had it with me. But I, I honestly yeah. need to go and find it. I don't know where it is yeah. in my house. But that, that's gonna reveal a lot. Yes, <laughs> we're gonna look <laughs> back and laugh. But you, let's. I'm gonna go back to like the book thing. So I don't know if you remember this, but you gave me Maya Angelou's um, "The Cage Bird Sings." Okay. Ooh, I still have yeah. the book. I still have the. <laughs> Every day, every time I look at it, I don't think I have it here. I think I left it at home. I was like, man, I need to get this back to Monica. I was like, I don't think she remember though. That's a gem. That it is a gem, y'all. It's like the OG version too. I'm pretty. Yeah. The cover don't look like that anymore, y'all. But no, it, it doesn't look like that. But how? When did you start being so into like writing literature and all that? Because since I've known you, like that's really been your vibe. Yeah that's um so I my earliest memory I've always been into writing and reading that's always been I don't know what it really stems from to be Mm -hmm. honest but I have an idea my grandmother um she was a teacher Mm -hmm. and um why I bring up my grandmother a lot, which I feel like I should mention is kind of important. That's about me since we're getting to know me. Yeah. Um, I come from a single mom household. Mm. So, and I was the first grandchild. Mm. So I was, my mom had me at 17, 18 mm. years old. And my mom also has like six, seven siblings. So mm. I'm pretty, and they're all 
14, 15, 18 years old, yeah. like when I'm coming into the world. Mm-hmm. So like they were, they, it was just very, it was a very interesting dynamic growing up mm-hmm. around them. So my grandmother, I, I spent a lot of time with her and she used to always tell me readers are leaders. I was reading, like I find my books, I find my books from like when I was a kid, like age three with my name like written because she was drilling it into me. Yeah. Like I didn't really watch TV. Um, I read, I would read a hundred books a summer and I would oh, write wow. down the list of it. Like, and what I love about reading um, is that I was able to create little worlds. Yeah. So like, I would, for example, I'll be reading a Junie B book and I would draw or I would act out like the scenes mm-hmm. and be able to be like, all right, so this is what she's saying this day. She hates this person. She put her gum out and put it under the desk. So I was mm-hmm. very, always very creative in that sense and then once I started really being able to write I remember just being able to write things and then of course as a kid I have a lot of emotions so being able I I would write a lot with chalk outside and Mm. playing whatever so I would be writing whole books and stories Mm. and playing with chalk outside so journaling and reading and writing that was always a part of me I just never was able to really recognize that I was doing that I don't know really was like pushed me in that direction but it was just always so much easier for me to write my feelings and then be able to go back and like okay edit things and be like okay this is how I truly feel and then yeah. say it even as as a kid like if I would get in trouble I would write my mom a letter mm-hmm. <laughs> of how I truly felt instead of having to read it yeah. I mean, instead of having to say like how I felt mm-hmm. so it was a mixture of things of writing like journaling was always there when I felt like I didn't have a voice mm-hmm. it was easier to say it so yeah um and even to this day I have like so many journals (laughs) yeah so I want to talk about like how has that transcended in like your adult life with some of the things you try to implement in your like everyday life yeah um so now actually I'm like in my room now so I'm looking around I actually I feel like I got this idea from you I want to say you were a very sticky note person and you're um (laughs) and you're um University of Detroit Mercy Day. Yes, Like, yes. you had sticky notes on your MacBook, like, yes. everywhere. And I remember you used to say, like, it's easier to, like, check off your list, like, mm-hmm. of what you're seeing, because you would just have it there. Yeah. So, <clears throat> if we were to do a tour of my room, right now, on my mirror, I have sticky notes that I change, like, and also, I don't have a timeline on these. I would change, um, like, there's different affirmations of mm-hmm. just different things in my life that I'm welcoming in, mm-hmm. um, just things that are uplifting. And then right outside, as I walk outside my door, I have sticky notes across it that says, like, things about goals, things about focusing. And um, one of them actually says, that which holds our attention determines our actions. Mm-hmm. So as I'm, like, walking outside I'm just reminding myself of like okay being intentional doing everything with intention like nothing that I'm doing in this day should not be intentional Mm -hmm. and so um now I'm like I said like from a child to middle to high school journaling was more of a way of just oh my gosh I feel all this anxiety I feel all of this just all of these feelings and I don't know how to say it Mm -hmm. that I'm going to journal it and it's going to be easy Mm -hmm. but now being an adult it's like wow my words are actually very powerful and whatever Mm -hmm. I say whatever I write whatever I speak that's what's going to happen so 
I have these sticky notes and then I have multiple journals. So one journal is for like, when I'm reading the Bible, I'll do my mm-hmm. own Bible study. Very, there's not a book I read that I don't write about. So yeah. you know how like in um, elementary, middle school, you have to write summaries on books. Yeah. I love, I love doing that. And I do that now. Like I would oh, wow. chapter some everything. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> when I read the books, um, I'm able to like, okay, I like this book. I'm gonna go back and read the summary really quickly so I can jog my memory really quickly. Mm-hmm. And it just also engraves it in my head. Like, okay, this was a great quote. I'm gonna use this. I know I'm probably not gonna use it right now, but yeah. in a couple of months, <laughs> I'm gonna need this. Yeah. So now um, journaling is more just like a day-to-day like life thing that I'm like, okay, I actually enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Like for real, it's a part of me. And even yeah. quick thing, my, I found a journal from my great aunt and this actually inspired me because I haven't been really writing my feelings lately mm-hmm. um mainly because um I go to therapy mm-hmm. and I'm going weekly and I feel mm-hmm. like which I haven't I'm kind of trying not to use it as a crutch you know to yeah. get my feelings out but at the same time um I found a journal from my great aunt and she wrote every single day from 1996 to t- um 2016 and she just wrote a sentence a day and I'm like I need to just start doing a sentence a day like yeah just because I can just it's so easy and it takes nothing okay for all my wake up like write a sentence okay I'm gonna go to bed write a sentence you know something simple like that just so I can document life but yeah yeah that's for me so honestly I feel like journaling is something that everyone should implement but like obviously mm-hmm. if you if that's not your speed then do what you want yeah. but just knowing that like one day when you're older looking back and like yeah. you can vividly not vividly but in the words that you wrote you can remember how you were feeling is going to bring yeah. up certain emotions and you're going to look back and be like wow yeah that's really how my life used to be and look at it now Mm-hmm. I even have I have letters from when I was six seven eight years old like and okay, going back yeah going back and reading it I'm like I've always been the same person you know mm-hmm. but it's it's th- those gentle reminders where it's like wow I've overcome a lot like let's keep going you know? yeah honestly that's amazing I don't know how long we've been talking but um neither <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry y'all if this is long but I want to ask one more question so mm-hmm. what have you learned about yourself during the pandemic? During the pandemic, hmm. Okay, so right now I feel like I'm truly dating myself. Like, yes. I'm really deciding like, okay, what do I like? What mm-hmm. don't I like? Mm-hmm. If the pandemic has taught me anything is that what's important is it's taught me to ask the question like why am I doing this is this truly something I want to do is am I just doing this because oh it looks cool Mm -hmm. or am I doing this because I feel fulfilled like I'm waking up every day and I'm deciding to risk my health to go (laughs) to work you know yeah (laughs) I'm risking my health by stepping outside you know those things Mm -hmm. so it's like what's do I would I be okay if tomorrow I lost everything but I could be like wow I, at least I was doing this during this yeah. time because people are truly being faced with that question if we're yeah. being honest like mm-hmm. you know it's, it's it's reality and um knowing that like I have the power to 
do whatever I want to do mm-hmm. and it be intentional and it be thought out and it, like just something that I really want to do mm-hmm. I feel like COVID has just really brought that to my attention that whatever I'm doing like mm-hmm. just make sure I'm giving my all to yeah. it instead of allowing it to govern my life mm-hmm. so yeah that's real honestly because being intentional like you talked about before being intentional with your life being having Mm -hmm. intentions for everything that you do is truly important to like walk yes in your path of life walking your faith walking your journey and so one thing I hope you guys got out of this podcast (laughs) episode is to never stop dreaming okay every day you need to be dreaming about something and I feel like we've gone away from dreaming and everyone mm-hmm. says you know let's manifest manifest yeah. yada, yada, yada. and I'm like yes but don't forget to dream and yeah and that's my issue with manifesting it's like from what I know of manifesting it's like I'm going to be so concrete in my decision of this is what I want yeah that when you're like that you miss everything Every- that's yes. happening around that Mm-hmm. everything that I thought I wanted and I didn't get it was only for my good God exactly. knows exactly what to give you at the exactly. moment and there's certain lessons I, I remember just being so upset with certain things in my life I'm like why isn't this happening why can't I do this this and this mm-hmm. and this and simply sometimes it's just life and it's not ready you're not yeah, ready exactly. and with manifesting I just hate how it's like okay I'm gonna focus so hard on this that I'm missing life it's not about like the destination it's your journey as you're growing that's my issue manifesting exactly (laughs) and the thing about manifesting is the big component to it is you have to release and let go and not think about the thing but that's the part everybody doesn't do (laughs) so it's just like you keep talking about I want to manifest this I want to manifest this Mm -hmm. okay but you keep thinking about it and you keep dwelling on it Mm -hmm you're not letting God do what he got to do. Like, yeah. Yeah. Just, you got to let go. Mm-hmm. But truly, don't stop dreaming, y'all. Continue to mm-hmm. dream. And I feel like another thing with the whole manifesting, I feel like dreaming has gone to the wayside because everyone's very goal-oriented. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so it's like, I have these goals, I have these goals, but what do you see yourself as outside of those goals? What does your inner child say? What does your inner child want? Yeah, and even like, don't be so obsessed with like your goal setting Mm -hmm. that you're not getting any of your goals. Like a goal can be, I'm gonna make my bed up every day. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna eat a balanced diet. It starts with those little things. So the Mm -hmm. harder, bigger goals in your life, comes easy it is you're being such a good person that you're going to get this job you're being such a good person that you're going to get an a in this class you know it's just it starts with those small things and that's such a hard thing to realize Mm -hmm. but people feel like okay I got this goal I gotta have it exactly that's why personally for me I'm trying to enjoy life's journey and not Mm -hmm. focus so much on goals like we are actually where we're supposed to be right now. Wherever you are listening to this podcast, you're exactly where you're supposed to be. And when you sit back and think about it, all the things you thought were so hard to obtain and you have it now, Mm -hmm. a lot of people forget to realize that like you, this is something you dreamed about, you have it now. And then we're always like, okay, what's next? 
Yeah. And also what one thing with that too is the fulfillment trap. Like you've mm. heard of that, right? Yeah. Like you okay, you reach all these goals. Okay, now what? You haven't had the option to even think, okay, I got this job, I moved here. What's next? You know, What's, it's exactly. and you just, you're upset now. And mm. it's like, okay, I didn't even dream about I got the job now. Like, okay, uh <laughs> is this it? Like exactly what did I do? So it's just it just sets yourself up for failure too, I think. Just unnecessary emotions to have to go through. Exactly. I feel like we should just allow ourselves to enjoy things. Yeah. Just allow what's wrong your, with that? Allow yourself to enjoy things. I feel like we think about the future so much. I'm saying this. This is me to me, guys. Um, yeah, I need to take my own advice. <laughs> I need to take my own advice. But yeah. we, as in me, need to allow myself to enjoy <laughs> things because mm-hmm. not everything has to be so goal oriented. I just need to enjoy my life. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was I was put on this earth for enjoyment and I will continue to yeah. enjoy like man like why not enjoy your life exactly why, why not if like you're, if, if you're that unhappy like with what's going on in your life you can move you can do it like yeah buckle down make up a plan and do it like exactly. there's I don't think I don't think there's anything in my life and even like watching your life and being a part of your life and mm-hmm. seeing like I don't believe there's anything we can't do exactly you know? like is truly nothing that we can't do literally nothing truly. nothing okay thank you so much Monica <laughs> for coming on my podcast please let the people know where they can find you thank you so much for having me so um you can find me on Instagram at mo period grow. I'm really on there. That's about it. But yeah. Yes. Make sure you guys go follow Mo Grow on Instagram. Follow me on Instagram at unorthodox real. And I'll catch you in the next one. Bye. Bye.